네, 여러분, 안녕하세요. I'm Eunice. And I'm Sharon. And we're Ginger and Chinzang from Mighty Fortress Press. Join us each week as through our stories, we strive to energize, entertain, and encourage all the families out there. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Ready? 시작! 안녕하세요. of different meal hacks that's been working for us personally and uh, we compiled a list that's been working for our friends too. So we just wanted to share this with you so that we can get some inspiration on what to kick for ourselves and our family because honestly, Sharon, I'm running out of ideas. So I'm looking for you to be a spring of new ideas because I'm running out. So do you want to take it away? (laughs) Sure. But before we go into what we've been cooking lately in our homes, let's first talk about grocery shopping. Is that okay? I mean, have you been getting groceries lately, Eunice? Uh, I've been, you know what, I'm a member of Instacart. Okay. And with Instacart, um, I just uh, put in my orders on my computer and it comes delivered to my door. The only thing is before, uh, before COVID broke out, um, Instacart, I can uh, put in an order and get it, you know, in the same day, but now it, it takes maybe three days and maybe I can't put in an order that day because all the shoppers are taking that taking up for that day so i see a lot of delays with instacart yeah and which stores do they go to for you when you use instacart oh my gosh there's a whole list like uh smart and final uh, albertson's uh sprouts um costco oh uh, yeah a whole bunch yeah so i haven't used instacart but i'm about to set up an account because um a lot of my friends have been raving about it and now hearing from you as well it looks like um it's a great resource but the only thing we've used so far is costco delivery they've been doing free delivery lately i think it's a minimum of thirty dollars um your purchase has to be minimum of thirty dollars but we've gotten you know eggs and some produce delivered recently so you know we're still probably going out to the market once a week and my husband does all that he kind of thinks from a almost a business continuity standpoint, like both of us shouldn't be going out, right? Like someone needs to remain home, stay healthy, while the other one is like the sacrificial lamb for the family, which is my husband. So he's been going out once a week. That's so funny. You know, my husband has also been doing a lot more of the grocery shopping. I give him a list and he's always the one that goes out too. Yeah. I mean, he's going out, he has to go to the hospital anyway. So it's like if while he's out in the world, he might as well go to the grocery store, you know? That's right. So um, what have you been cooking lately? Oh my gosh. Um, so if today's theme is how we're cooking specifically because of COVID, right? So yes. um, I, I bought a lot of veg- vegetables that have a longer shelf life. Um, mm-hmm. So like onions um, and squash that I can pre-cut and freeze. So I've been making a lot of tenjang jjigae because all you have to do is add the tofu and the twinjang. Yes. Uh, so fermented soybean stew, I've been cooking a lot of that. Mukuk, the mu, right? The radish also lasts long in the fridge, like, mm-hmm. like a month or so, a month or longer. So I've been making a lot of mukuk and 
Um, and you, all you have to do is throw in the meat because meat is in stead steadily su supplied. It never runs out at my Korean grocery store. That's amazing. Um, the last thing uh, in terms of maybe um, jjigae's and, yeah. soups and soups is I have been making a lot of kimchi jjigae because um, you have a lot of old kimchi, right? Sour yes. kimchi. And you just put in uh, pork, spam, or tuna. And mm -hmm. voila, you have kimchi jjigae that lasts, you know, days and you put it in the fridge. Or I hear some of my friends, they freeze it and they eat it maybe like a week later. And I hear it tastes good. I never, I've never tried that myself, but I hear from other people who who have done that in the past and they say it tastes like brand new kimchi jjigae. I've never heard of frozen kimchi jjigae. And I wonder if that does anything to the taste of the kimchi, but probably not because it's already cooked and seasoned and pokkad, right? Yeah. But I've never froze kimchi jjigae before. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never heard it from a Korean American, but this is someone I've heard um, a Korean from Korea tell me this. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because um, we have fermented kimchi as well. For, so yesterday for breakfast, I made kimchi pokumbap just because it was easy. And I thought, Hmm, what am I gonna do with all this leftover kimchi that we have right now? <laughs> How about you? What have you been cooking? Yeah, so similar to you, a lot of cooks, we've been doing uh, mukuk, and I think I shared on our last episode that I did um, hoard some miyuk because that's something that has a long shelf life. So we do have a lot of dried miyuk in our house. So I've been making miyukuk. Plus, it was also my younger son's birthday last week. So we did have miyukuk for his birthday. How did you celebrate, like, yeah, how did we make the day special for him? You know, yeah, I know this is going off topic, but um, really quickly, he woke up in the morning, we had four or five different presents hidden around the house, and he went on a little clue hunt with his older brother searching for his gifts. So that's what we did in the morning. Uh, oh, midday, so yeah, midday, we had a little Zoom call for preschoolers, which, oh my gosh, it was nuts. It's like you have five different preschoolers on a Zoom call, and they're all like, hi, hi, can you see me? Can you see me? And like the other one's running around. It was a little bit crazy, but it was cute. And then um, in the afternoon, we went on a drive-by birthday celebration. So instead of making friends come to us, we put the boys in the car and we went to about eight different homes and we just waved hi from the driveway while our friends came out and they were at their doorstep just like waving hi and singing happy birthday and it was so cute I didn't expect you know we definitely were not going around like collecting presents but I was surprised people just put together like little gift bags for him with like snacks or whatever they had and uh, one family decorated their garage and so it was really cute oh we did make this that is so nice yeah yeah. Wow, that's how you celebrate birthdays during COVID. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I've been seeing some of these things pop up on Facebook, so that's where I got the ideas from. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, but going back to food, yes, a lot of cooks, and you know, I was, I was thinking about you, Eunice, because on our first Panchan episode, you mentioned freezing pa. So one of the things that my husband did is uh, a few weeks ago, he went out and bought a lot of pa and I just chopped it up, the fresh yep. pa, and I froze it in a big Ziploc bag. And I made kong namur kuk, not that kong namur last long, but we had kong namur. So I made kong namur kuk and I had pa ready to go in the freezer. I love that idea you gave. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're using it. Um, another panchang hat that I want to add to that then is mm -hmm. I buy the frozen meat jun from the okay. grocery store. Mm -hmm. And all I do is batter it up with egg and fry pan that. And it's like, it's just very little effort and just really great taste. And it looks like I've done a lot of work. <laughs> Where do you find that? I've never seen those little meat chuns. Meat chuns, it's just in the frozen section. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Speaking you can do frozen chuns, like you could do meat-based, you can do sea 
seafood based. Mm -hmm. And all you do is just, yeah, batter it up in egg and you put it up in the fry pan and it tastes, and you put a little oil mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's so, it's great. The kids love it too. Kid, my, my kids love it. So speaking of chun, that is one of my kid-friendly uh, cooking hacks because kids love chun and it's a great way to get them to eat vegetables. So my kids actually eat puchujun, which is crazy because really puchu is probably, it has a very onion-like flavor to it. But um, I batter that up. I actually make the batter out of the puchu, or not the puchu, the um, puchim karu. Right. And then I put whatever vegetables in there, fry it, and they love it. Um, the other thing I've been trying is enoki mushrooms, you know, the long stringy white mushrooms. Yes. I think that chopping it up, putting it in chun, and then frying it up for them. And they love it. They gobble it up. Uh, they dip it in some ponzu or some soy sauce. And it's a, like I said, it's a great way to get kids to eat vegetables. Oh my gosh. And on top of that, if you have all that leftover kimchi, will, the, will your kids eat kimchi jeon too? I am not there yet. Your kids, I know, eat kimchi. Mine still still do not eat kimchi. <laughs> and the other thing we should make is if you have a whole bunch of pa, um, make pajan. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Now, now you're going to think I have an appetite of like a little five-year-old. I don't eat pa. Oh, really? You don't look, I, I don't love pa. Exactly. I cook with pa. I love the flavor of pa. I just don't like pa and onion. So I won't eat pajan. It's ugh. So when you eat solongtang, oh, you don't put pa in your solongtang? No, no, I do not. That's like my worst nightmare. Even if I uh, go to a sundubu place and there's pa in it, I'm picking it out before I even eat it. I'm so anti-pa and onion. Oh my goodness, Sharon. You know what? When I go to like a, a solongtang place, like for example, in, in Los Angeles, Cape Town, the most famous solongtang place that I go to is Hambat yeah. Solongtang, right? I love Hambat. Uh -huh. Solongtang, they give like a container of pa, right? So when yeah. my husband and I go there, um, the full pa container is literally three fourths gone by the time we're done with our food. Like oh we, my gosh. We put in a bowl full of pa. We put in so much pa. We love it. It's pa. almost like you went to the restaurant for pa and you're getting a side of tongue with it. Yes, oh my gosh. Exactly. To that degree, I'm telling you, we love pa. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, some other than just cooks and jigas, um, I know we mentioned some uh, websites that we go to to get recipes. But mm -hmm. one thing I made recently is called mayak eggs. And for those of you that don't know what mayak means, it means like crack like cocaine, drugs, right? Because the eggs are that addicting. So um, shout out again to Future Neighbor who has great recipe ideas. They had this recipe for uh, Mayak eggs and it's pretty much soy braised hard boiled eggs. But you know, I, I'm sure people have seen their moms or grandmothers make this in the past. Usually you have to make your soy sauce um, and add a bunch of stuff to it and boil it and then add your hard boiled eggs it eliminates the step of adding the hard boiled eggs and boiling it once again. You just make your sauce, you boil your eggs, you of course peel your eggs and everything, and then you're just marinating these hard boiled eggs that are already peeled into this delicious sauce for five hours. And then bam, you have these addicting eggs. But this, whatever sauce um, that the, the recipe makes you make, it's so delicious. And you take a spoonful of it and put it over white rice, it's delicious. I just made it last week. My husband was like, eggs are so precious right now. Why are you taking all these eggs and doing it? And then he tried it and it was so good. So Mayak eggs on future dish. Oh my goodness. Can you throw up the recipe on your Instagram? I need to try this Mayak egg dish that you have. It sounds so yeah. delicious. 
Yeah. And then I know in our self-care episode, I talked about uh, Jean Wang from Extra Petite. She's another one of those social influencers. Uh, she's also been posting recipes. And there's two recipes that of hers that I tried recently. One is uh, soy garlic salmon, salmon. And it was an interesting sauce of soy sauce, the usual sort of Japanese flavors of like rice vinegar and meeting. Uh, but you add maple syrup. And me being Canadian, I do have maple syrup in my pantry. Oh and my goodness was really good just sprinkle it over some salmon sometimes salmon is just boring right like olive oil salt and pepper this added a little bit of a kick to it and the family really enjoyed that um and then lastly the other recipe she posted about was kind of like this minestrone soup uh it was like a vegetable soup and talking about vegetables that have a long shelf life kale lasts pretty long in the fridge and her soup called for like kale and beans and pasta and i kid you not i wasn't sure if my kids were going to eat it or not i made this soup by Instapot, and uh, my kids loved it. They can barely uh, taste the vegetable because once you make a soup in Instapot, it, everything gets really mushy. So that, that's been another uh, favorite, and we added that to the to the rotation. I actually made it two weeks ago. And we're probably about to make it again this coming week. Anything else on your list, Eunice? Oh my gosh, we're talking about instant kid food, right? Uh, the other things that I make because I'm cooking three meals a day. It's so much. I've been doing a lot of Dino chicken nuggets. Um, I also buy the Arby's frozen curly fries because I have an air fryer and it's so easy to make French fries. Um, uh -huh. Another easy thing that I make is udon noodles with fish cake soup because I buy the fish cake um, at the local Japanese market and they have it at the Korean markets too. But um, you just put in the fish cake, uh, boil it in water for 10 minutes and then you put in the soup base. And uh -huh. it, comes with like a, it comes with the soup base, but I also got the special soup base from my mother-in-law um, who brought it from Korea. So the most famous um, fish cake sort of, um, you know, restaurant in Korea, they uh, created these soup broth packets, you know, for regular people to eat. So yeah. And where do you get these soup, soup base packets? Gosh, I got it from my mom-in-law from Korea. I'll take a picture of it to see if anyone can, yeah, find it here. Okay, okay. Uh, one thing that I learned from you is that they sell sagol, the bone broth, in ready-made, not packets, but like pouches, right, ready to go. No. I usually make sagwar from scratch. I will actually get the bones and make the broth, but that's like a two-day process because you got to render all the fat and do all that. But after... Um, you know, the whole COVID thing happened. I went to H Mart and bought like a lot of that sagur kumur, the mm -hmm. soup. And um, we just add like frozen mandu to it or duck. We have a lot of frozen duck left over from New Year's. And so that's another thing that the kids have um, really liked. You know, oh I have a quick question about making tokuk, right? Because I yeah. tried tokuk the, the other day and the tokuk, the frozen tokuks that I had in the freezer, um, when I tried to boil it, it just turned into mush. Does that ever happen to you? Oh, yes. Okay. I so know what you mean because this has happened to me. You take it out of the freezer and then instead, I use a tangoi in water. And because I, on some website, that's what they said to do. So I did. And then when I put it in the soup, it got mushy. So then now what I do is I take it out of the freezer. I do not put it in water. I keep it in a bowl and I let it defrost by itself just to room temperature or whatever. It becomes kind of rubbery. Okay. Um, but then it doesn't become mushy because it didn't soak up any water. Then you put it into the soup once it's boiling and it's quick. You only need to put it in there for like three, four minutes. The longer you do it, the mushier it gets. My mother-in-law told me that once the duck starts floating, 
yeah. you're done. Take it off. Take it off. Or else it's going to become mushy. And that's happened to me before because the kids love that chewy consistency of the duck. And they were like, why is this mushy? <laughs> okay. That's a good tip. Cause I was like, I made it the other day during, you know, the whole COVID lockdown. And I was like, I don't know how to fix this. We can't eat. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Have you been hearing about theme dinners that different families are doing? Have you heard about this at all? No, do tell. Okay, so Jimmy, uh, who is it? Jimmy Fallon has been doing his show from home. He calls it the home edition. And he was interviewing Tina Fey. Tina Fey had shared that she did a theme dinner with her kids and it was airplane themed. So it's like her daughter's dressed up as little flight attendants and they served dinner on little trays. They did the safety instructions and she just joked and said, the best part about it was everyone got to be on their own iPad or phone because on an airplane dinner, you're not talking to the person next to you. And she goes, that was the best part of the dinner. But anyways, my kids are on spring break this weekend unfortunately we didn't get to go anywhere because of the whole COVID situation but I did want to make it fun for them so we had themed dinners where we traveled to a new country so for example Monday was Mexico and we had fajitas and so then while we're eating fajitas I would just pull up some fun facts and we just learn things about Mexico. What's the national sport? What's the language and whatnot and the kids got really into it like Tuesday was Japan um night was South Korea. I didn't want to do South Korea because it's like we eat Korean food every day, but the kids insisted. But we'll just talk about that country, different fun facts, and eat food from that country. And it, the kids really got into it. So um, today, I think we're going to go get Persian food later. We're going to get it for takeout. And I'm going to have to come up with some fun facts for that. Um, a girlfriend of mine, she said her family did a cowboy cowgirl dinner. So they had um, barbecue food and they all dressed up as little cowboy cowgirls. Um, I've heard of other people doing pirate dinners um, and they'll actually Zoom with another family and eat dinner together. But both families are dressed up as pirates. I thought it was so cute. And it's a great way for families to still stay connected with other friends and family you know I love that idea and I also like the fact that you're also ordering takeout food um, and supporting local businesses I think that's so important too if you can afford to do that um, I think that's great yeah yeah recently oh that was it uh, one night we had Italian food and I could have cooked pasta but instead we did support a local mom-and-pop Italian restaurant and we got takeout from them mm -hmm. um, I'm all about supporting the small businesses right now yeah that's so great um, moving, I have a quick question. We've been doing a lot of cooking, right? How yeah. Managing the, 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 oh my God. like we're cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner for, and for me, like I have three mouths to feed and then my husband comes home, you know, um, and wants like a late dinner too. Like how have you been managing all the piles and piles of dirty dishes? Sargoji is no joke. I noticed no it joke. weeks ago. Like there's so many dishes because we're eating three meals a day at home on top of all the snacks, which we can probably get into later about how much the kids are snacking. So on a good morning, I try to do the breakfast dishes right after breakfast, assuming I don't have any calls I need to jump on. But sometimes I don't get to it until about lunchtime. But it's just crazy. I'm not used to doing this I have to give kudos to my husband. He's been good about blocking off his calendar from 11 o'clock to one o'clock so he can join us for lunch, but also so he can help out a little bit. So he comes out at 11 and the first thing he does is do the morning dishes if they haven't been done already. Mm -hmm. And then um, again, lunch, if we can get to it, we'll do it. If not, it's all just sayot there, like piled there until dinner time. 
Yeah. But there are days where it's like when none of us could get to it. So then it's like, all right, empty up the dishwasher. We're, we're going to be more American and use our dishwasher instead of using it as a drying rack like we currently do in my house. Like I don't have a dishwasher. I have to do the Sargoji. Like um, I do it all at, in one go at the end of the day and it takes me over an hour, le legit, legitimately over an hour to do all the dishes. Yeah. There was one time, I think it was lunch or maybe an afternoon snack, and I couldn't find like a plastic cup for my kids. I was like, where are all the cups? It's because they were all in the sink and they hadn't been washed from the morning and lunch. It's sad, but this hargoji is no joke. There's just so many dishes. And then on not only dishes, cleaning up. And I am very anal about how clean my house is. Uh -huh. And it drives me crazy with how many crumbs I see on the floor, how dirty the table is. So I'm cleaning and wiping more. I mean, I'm to the point where I'm thinking about buying disposable cups and plates. <laughs> I forgot where we um, catered from a few weeks ago, but I had um, my in-laws over, I think for like a Sunday lunch. I got so lazy because, you know, of course, two more adults means more dishes. And I just brought out like the, the paper plates and the uh, disposable utensils. I'm like, everyone, buffet style, just self-serve and then throw everything away in the garbage. I was so lazy. I love that. Um, I think uh, I just want to move on to maybe final thoughts, right? I know that yeah. it's been, we talked about how hard it is and it could be a drag cooking every meal. Um, and also, you know, we can't eat out at a sit down restaurant and we've been doing a lot of takeout. Um, but what do you think are the benefits of home cooking? Have there been any? Yeah, I love that. Cause I think, um, as much as we're complaining right now about Sargoji, I always want to bring us to a more brighter side, the brighter side of COVID, right? And um, I think one, my family, at least we're eating healthier, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're not eating out as much. We're not doing these sort of cheap meals on the weekdays and just getting unhealthy food. I think the food is a lot healthier. And the second thing is my kids are eating better. I noticed this morning when I was making breakfast, I looked at my older son, I'm like, whoa, he looks like an inch taller. I mean, I'm short, but I just felt like he looked taller. And I realized it's probably because in these past three weeks, he's eating a solid breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Whereas right. I actually do not know how he was surviving at school with a lunchbox and one snack because my kids are eating so much. And to be honest, right now for breakfast, they're eating a full like toast and egg, or I'm kind of getting creative with it. Like I'm doing breakfast sandwiches. But sometimes my older son has to just maybe have a glass of milk and run. Like, you know, because we're on such a tight schedule in the morning to get him to school. If he, he can barely finish cereal and get out the door. And now they're having full breakfast. So I think the kids are getting heartier meals. And I think they're growing because of that. No, I totally agree. I was looking at my son's cheeks the other day. It, it looked, you know, like filled up. And I was like, oh my gosh, what do you have? There's heart just so, right? And yeah. like my daughter too. I mean, she always eats a lot, but my, but my son... I mean, he, he, he really did gain weight. And I think it's all the Milana cookies, the Cheez-Its, the Pringles, the choco pies, the veggie chips. Like he asked, he wants so many snacks, the kids throughout the day after in between meals. And so I bought a whole bunch of snacks and they're constantly eating. I, I, I do think they both both grown so much too. And they filled out like their cheeks and stuff. Yeah. And I also think just getting everyone together, getting everyone around a table together for dinner is huge. I mean, I've shared with you that it's rare that my husband can join us for dinner because he works later, he travels and just us 
the four of us sitting down for a dinner on a weekday. That's, it's been really wonderful. And I know I was texting with you the other day, Eunice, you said your husband is um, grilling more or using the smoker. We've been grilling a lot too. And I think it's great to see the dads doing some more cooking rather than it all landing on the moms. (laughs) Yeah. All right. No, thank you so much for sharing. And I think with that, you know, wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Ginger and Ginseng. We hope that through our conversations, you felt energized, entertained, and encouraged. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us five stars so that more people can hear about us. And if you want to connect with us in our Gigi tribe, our Instagram and Facebook is at Ginger and Ginseng Podcast. Signing off. This is Sharon, your Ginger. And this is Eunice, your Ginseng. Until next time, Fighting. Thank you.